Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Thomas's presents Tackling Traffic with Tom. Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savour the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savour the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. And I remember my dad and mom being real upset that I was going to drop out of school. Like, what, a little stabbing and you're done with college? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I am. Somebody going to cue me or do I cue myself? Cue yourself. Okay. Hey, everybody, guess what? We're back with another episode of Let's Talk Off Camera. So let's get talking. Today we're going to be joined by talented actor, friend of the family, (laughs) and farmer, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And in a shocking twist, we have swapped our Ask Kelly questions for Jeffrey questions at the end of the show. So listen for your question to be answered. You are very vocal, very verbose, and we aim to please here at Let's Talk Off Camera. (laughs) So I always go back to... Uh, JDM co-hosting oh. with me so many times. Such a righteous, amazing person. He seems so cool. He is the kindest, loveliest, most sincere. We keep talking about maybe having a family vacation. You guys get along in, in a way, like a very unique way. I He's... feel like they are like the hot, cool version of us. <laughs> the tall, hot, cool version of us. Plus, I want you to go see the the, the land that the he's farm. on. I do. I want to the see farm. the farm. Everything. I think we. I think he's going to be zooming in from the farm. So we'll from see. The farm. I think oh, so. Wow. Oh my on gosh. A tractor, maybe. Albert's being all happy and nice right now, but he came in hot and heavy this oh, morning. I'm just well, being can, honest with you. Wait, tell I me can why. Quickly he's, gets hot and heavy. <laughs> yeah, tell me why. What, he was what you... all. Well, you know, I've been watching live with Kelly and Mark the last few mornings and, uh, you know, just the last few mornings, you just discovered the show specifically the last few mornings. And there's been this, uh, one of the co-hosts who has a very chiseled face. Okay. Who's been still not narrowing it down. (laughs) Go ahead. Kind of, uh, making some commentary on sausage fest that I thought was a very interesting thing to note as a viewer who's unable to speak back. Yes, well, that's the that's who we like to focus on, people who can't speak back. And then it dawned on me this morning after the second time around that I might be in front of a hot mic today. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yes. What is your rebuttal I to think, I think my rebuttal is that if someone is unhappy or feeling dissatisfied with the meat that they're served, I have a very easy answer, and that is stay the fuck home. <laughs> He would never stay the fuck home, and here's why. It it would give him nothing to complain about. And so you realize that Sausage Fest has become his 
favorite slash least favorite holiday. And yes, we we call it a holiday. We don't call it Memorial Day weekend. We call it Sausage Fest weekend. I have I have gotten a lot of text messages from people saying that Kelly's a genius for calling it the Met Gala of Long Island. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So a lot of our listeners don't know what oh, yes. Sausage Fest is. So just- Kelly, I think, coined it. It was years ago. We served these sausages from Peconic Prime Meats every right. Memorial Day weekend. Right. And it started out, what, 10 of us? I'm going to specify it. It was 10 gay guys and me (laughs) and my children at this gathering at Albert's house in the freezing cold, icy, chilly rain of Memorial Day weekend of Long Island. And we ate sausages. Albert, on this particular day, serves nothing but foods I don't eat. It is a plethora of foods. No, the Claire's coleslaw from Cromer's you love. I eat eat the Claire's coleslaw um, if there's any left. Did you just... Uninvite Mark? Oh, 100%. Oh, so Mark's, Mark is disinvited. I think he should, I think he seems very dissatisfied. I'd wow. hate to see him so troubled. I might go on since you've both pointed out that you have separate paperless post invites. We do have separate. I think I might retract his. Yeah. Oh, okay. You okay. can yeah. do that. Yes, I can. You can do that. I and can. I encourage you to do that. <laughs> He'll show up anyway. He will. I mean, He'll climb you know. the fence. Is Jeffrey Dean Morgan invited oh, to 100%. Sausage yes. Fest? Is he on? Oh, are you kidding? Wait, should is we he invite on right him now? to Sausage oh, Fest? We should absolutely. Does he like sausage is the question. Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out if Jeffrey Dean Morgan likes sausage because <laughs> – if JDM and Hillary came to Sausage Fest, it would up the cool factor of Sausage Fest by two million percent. I don't know what I don't know what we're talking about or what a Sausage Fest is. We're talking but... about the Met Gala of Long Island. <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, ladies and gentlemen, Woo! let's without further ado. Let's just introduce him into the Sausage we are, Fest. We are because here's what. My producing partner, love of my life, the, my brother from another mother, Hi, Albert, Albert Bianchini. There yeah. he is. Hi, so Albert has this event out on Long Island every <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. Oh, fantastic. It started out small, yes. but all he serves are different sausages <laughs> from Peconic Prime Meats. So if we could get you and Hillary oh, to come, totally there invited. would yeah, be I, another I, I, straight couple for us to- But there are actual sausages, Jeffrey, like <laughs> really good just... ones. No, no. I, well, I'm in for both sausages. <laughs> That's right. This is why you are so beloved, Jeffrey, because you know what? You are a man of the people. <laughs> I am a man of the people. Now, now, this sausage party, is there a, a theme a dress code kind of thing? Kelly's created it, yes. So we created a dress code years ago when Michael, who is now 25, I guess he was what, like oh. 14 or 15 at the time, he came dressed as a hot dog. He wore a hot dog <laughs> costume to Sausage Fest. All right, see, now that's where I was yeah, going. So now that's it's like, turned into sort yeah. of like a... Costume optional. Costume optional. You see a lot of caftans, Lots. a lot of sequins. I think my question would be, what does Mark oh. wear? I think, that's, I think that's what I need to know. Mark, as usual, wears a skin-tight black T-shirt. He's sure skin tight, Skin-tight black T-shirt, skin-tight white jeans, and then he wanders around bitching that the sausage is undercooked the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> 
God bless him. You know, if I could wear a skin tight white pair oh, of pants, I'd do you it. You know what? Too. A little birdie told me you could and you should. And some of those little birdies are right here at this table. <laughs> you know, last time we last time we spoke, you revealed that you had a man crush on Mark, and Mark revealed that he had a man crush on you. Will yeah. we ever take this man crush to the next level? The sausage party. I think it's all going down there. It is the perfect place. (laughs) You may meet guys you like better, Jeffrey, if I'm being honest. I don't know. Really? Kelly and I are ordained. We could help officiate a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We are both ordained ministers. It's a smoke show of a sausage bed. (laughs) Do you and uh, Hillary have this thing called a hall pass? Jan wants to know because Jan and Glenn, Jan and Glenn have hall passes. my favorite. Um, and I'd like to know, do they really yeah. though? Cause people that say they really have a hall pass. I don't buy. No, we do. You, you really do. Yeah. So who is your he hall pass? Liz Cho. Liz Cho. Oh, well, Liz Cho <laughs> is everybody's hall pass. Yes, that is true. Do you know who Liz, Liz Cho is? No. Who She's is the uh, evening newscaster on uh, WABC here in New York city. She oh is yeah. Fiendishly beautiful and brilliantly smart. I do know who yes, you're talking yeah. about now, but yeah, I generally uh, don't watch the local yeah. news. But Jan, I want to know who your hall pass is. I like myself a Bob Iger. That makes sense. Bob Iger makes sense. Bob Iger? Yes, Bob Iger. I think he's super hot. Jan also wants to be financially taken care of. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone super hot, but I understand the financial security. I like the confidence. I like the whole thing. She likes that BDE, big Disney energy. <laughs> so how do you feel about uh taylor swift saying that you were her celebrity crush i'm 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 flattered i think when she said it she was you know 14 years old though (laughs) yeah but i'm pretty sure that you're still her celebrity crush if i'm guessing i don't know i remember there was once an award ceremony and she was getting an award for something and she had requested that i present her with the award and I wasn't available. So I've never, I've never met her. I've, I've seen the little internet clip of her saying this. Have your kids seen it? Do they, are they uh, Swifties? I don't think so. I think I'm more of a Swiftie than (laughs) um, my kids. (laughs) You know, like Gus is like two years away before that clip will become very important in his world. Well, maybe. I mean, Gus is into, I mean, the first concert that he went to was Metallica. So he skews a different direction than the Swifty, although he likes um, Billie Eilish. He likes her a lot. Now, George, I think we'll have a Taylor Swift moment. Oh, yeah. So, Jeffrey, we got a lot of questions from your fan base, and I was telling Jan and Albert, this earlier today when we were over at the live studio that um, I think you followed me on Instagram and then like instantly 50,000 people also followed me. But they all have like (laughs) Jeffrey Dean Morgan, number one fan in the title. Yeah, yeah. And they'll ask me questions like, what's your favorite thing about Jeffrey Dean Morgan? I'll post a picture of my mom on her birthday and they're like, tell me your top three things about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. (laughs) Oh, God bless him. I don't know what to say about it, but I saw that you had had tweeted that I was going to be on the show and to ask a question, and I retweeted it, kind of knowing that you would get no, um, no. It was... more responses than you probably wanted to deal with. See, I won't, I won't tell them when they ask me, but they're thinking... 
because uh, they know that I adore you, that if you ask, maybe, that I'll, maybe answer. I'll answer. So that's how yeah, we're going to play yeah. it. Um, but I want to, before we get to their questions, I want to go back in time, back to Seattle, where you grew up. Oh, sure. You were the captain of the basketball team. I, I was. There are certain words that I associate with, wait for it, being popular. <laughs> were you popular, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah, but it was a different thing then i mean it wasn't clicky at all you had the kids that uh maybe were smoking cigarettes in the upper parking lot um and then there was everybody else so those kids were kind of like the dangerous ones and then everybody else kind of hung out like i talked to gus now about how school is and how the lunchroom operates and all that the drama that goes with with that for a 13 year old Mm -hmm. and it's crazy uh i i don't we didn't have that so i mean uh, people didn't hate me, I don't think, but um, uh, I mean, maybe. Did you? Oh, did God, you? Did you smoke cigarettes? Were you a smoker back then? I didn't. I didn't then because I was. I was a basketball player. Um, right. You couldn't do both. Oh, my coach would have killed. Yeah. Me. Right. My coach, who I still talk to, by the way, we talk quite a bit actually. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was okay popular. I, I wasn't dating like the head cheerleader or anything like that. Um, did basketball lead you to college? Did you go like to college on an athletic scholarship? I did. I did. But I blew out my knee right away. And then um, I got stabbed. I got it, it's a it's a crazy I'll yeah, tell you no, story. I, I, I went to this little school in uh, northern Washington. So I wanted to stay close to home and I hated the school part. Um, I wasn't great at the school part, uh, but I always wore my hair slicked back and we're talking 1985 and I wore a leather coat. I dressed like I do now. <laughs> um, and one day I was walking home from practice and where I was going to school was kind of country. And these guys pulled over and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to ask for directions, which is not good because I don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> um, and uh, they just beat the crap out of me and I got stabbed in my side and I remember I got the knife somehow and I stabbed it through a guy's forearm and then they left but I remember I went back and my whole team got in cars and they're driving around all over this small town looking to kick people's asses um but for me that was it when that happened I was like I am not meant for this school That's stuff all you needed. um and with my knee being hurt I knew I was going to sit out that first year anyway that was it. And then uh, I moved to downtown Seattle with some friends of mine that I'm still really good friends with. A guy named Billy Burke, who's on a show mm-hmm. right now called uh, Fire Country. And we lived together in Seattle and we eventually all migrated down to L.A. That's really uh, tra- that's art. really traumatic, though. That's like a really scary thing. How long did it take you to feel safe again is that something that always sort of resides in your mind somewhere i was really able to kind of shake it off at the time yes it was dramatic and because of it i did make some changes in my life which you know thankfully have worked out um otherwise you know i may have stayed in school Uh, that was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back funny though that now that i have kids that kind of stuff is something that I do think about. If that happened to my kid, I, he would handle it a, a thousand percent differently than I certainly handled it, you know, in 1985. My relationship with my parents is so much different than 
than what Gus's is with, you know, Hillary and I. I, I just don't think that he would be able to shake something like that off. And, and it's just a different generation. I, I, guess. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. Like my dad, if I had gotten jumped like that in a car, yeah. my dad's primary question would have been, did you get the first shot in? You never let them, you know, you, why did you let them stab you first? Why didn't you stab, That's right. you know? Yeah. Uh, how did you not see that coming? And to make sure that next time you always carry the knife in your hand in case, because you want to stab first. Yeah. And you're, you're exactly right. I mean, a uh, very similar conversation was had. <laughs> um, and, and I remember, you know, my dad and mom being real upset that I was going to drop out of school. Like, what, a little stabbing and you're done with college? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I am. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I did because I, I don't know what I would have. Uh, I, I wonder what my life choices would have been had I stayed in school uh, and waited for the next year to play ball again or or whatever would have happened. Um, I can't imagine that I'd be sitting here talking but to you. But you had something in you. You had like an intestinal fortitude that gave you like a self-assurance or a self-belief because our kids, right? Your kids, my kids, we do not have kids together. I didn't mean to imply that by saying <laughs> our kids. Uh, no hall pass. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, but our kids, if they said, oh, I want to drop out of college, we would like navigate them back into the path of safety. We'll get your education so That's that right. you have a backup plan and blah, blah, blah. But like, I didn't go to college. I didn't have a backup plan. I got on a Greyhound bus. Yeah. I went to New York. My parents were like, you know, good luck. You're not getting a loan from us. If Same. you can't make it there, you're going to come home and, you know. Yeah. You're going to have to go back to college, but you're going to have to figure that out. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to figure something out. Same thing. Same deal. Um I remember how disappointed everyone was for years, by the way. I think they just now are realizing, oh, he's done okay for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've been waiting for the fall on my face. Once you give them grandchildren, they become forgiving people. It's really weird. Well, not only forgiving, but I, I mean, just how my father is with my kids. I like, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> And and I love it. Nothing makes me happier than seeing him with uh, Gus and George. But I, I still remember what it was like when I was 13. And my dad was not like that. We're always trying to tell the kids that we're like, Pop, Pop and Nono yeah. were the scariest men alive. <laughs> like, we don't yeah. re we don't recognize these genteel. These aren't the people that no, we knew. these are not the people we <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a big freaking kick out of it, I'll tell you. But there's times I look at my dad and I'm like, who are you trying to fucking kid here? <laughs> <laughs> so take me with, through the pivot then. I leave school. I move to um, downtown Seattle. I have a string of jobs doing everything and anything because, you know, I'm having to pay rent. And so, you know, I live with my friend Billy and then we ended up getting an apartment. He was a busboy. I worked at a hat store in Pike Place Market and then I... I worked at a shoe store selling shoes, and it was me and a woman named Susan Silver okay. who uh, ended up marrying Chris Cornell and was the manager for every band in that period of time. So my friends were all these bands that then became the biggest bands in the world. But 
you know, to me, they were just dudes like me who dropped out of college and didn't have a life. Um, I was doing art and I actually started a, a graphic art company at like the age of 19 or 20. Uh, and that's just because I was sick of selling shoes and hats. Um, <laughs> I like that he covered the top and the bottom. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Nothing in the middle. <laughs> It'd been great for the sausage party. By the way. <laughs> Perfectly dressed. Uh, just a fedora and boots, my friend. <laughs> um, and so I was, I was doing that, and we would design logos for you know little local companies. And that company that I helped found is still in existence today in Seattle. The guy that, that I started with is still doing it. Um, but my friends, my closest friends, were musicians and actors. People would try to put me in their bands because I had the look. I had, uh, you know, I'd crimp my hair and I wore eyeliner and a kimono. And, you know, back in those days, it was great. Uh, and they'd put me on like the synthesizer and I would play lead wind. You know? uh, <laughs> I just, I didn't have the talent. And when I had a friend of mine uh, move to LA uh, and he'd done a couple of movies in Seattle and had an agent and all the shit waiting for him down in Los Angeles. So I drove the U-Haul down and I met a casting director, this woman named Eliza Simons, who uh, is now married to Eric Roberts and has been my friend for a jillion years. And she was like, you should try this. And I remember the first thing I read for in my whole life was General Hospital, uh, the role of Blackie yep. that John Stamos ended up getting. Yep. But I got a movie right away. Like I had been in LA for like a month, maybe two. And I remember I got the lead of a killer pimp in a Roger Corman movie, um, driving down Hollywood Boulevard with a camera mounted to a convertible Cadillac that was purple and thinking, I got it. I got this wired. You know, I'm never not going to work again. You know, this I'm is a great. Star. And, and yeah, <laughs> I, this is destiny. And then it took me, you know, 20 years to really have any kind of career. Um, but that's kind of how I didn't have any training, nothing. Um, and that started that life of of auditioning and, and all that. Uh, struggled for years and would do it just enough to kind of keep a roof over my head. And then... I met you. I met you and your husband. And I, I know I've told you this story, but it still is one of my favorite stories. I had tested for all my children. And I remember they, they flew me in from L.A. Yeah. And and I remember you and your husband both pulled me aside and said, you don't want to. You got to get out of here. <laughs> this place is. Yeah. And I just remember, I remember like, I just need a job, you know. I know what I'm buying my mom friends for Mother's Day. Fiori joggers. Jana's obsessed. My stylist Audrey is obsessed. So I know they're a sure hit. And if any one of my family or friends are listening to this podcast, hint, hint, these would be a great gift for me. They're designed with their dream knit stretch fabric, which I love because they're so ridiculously comfortable, but yet look so good. By the way, they're not just for women. I'm ordering them right now for Mark because Father's Day is right around the corner. No matter how you stay active, running, swimming, yoga, or just running weekend errands, Viore is for you. Viore 
Story is offering Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripper listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at fiori.com slash off camera. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash off camera. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash off camera and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Melojo, my production company, is such a small business, so when we hire someone, it makes a huge impact. And Albert, I know you wear so many hats over there, you might not have the time or the resources to hire, but LinkedIn changes all of that. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. So Albert, the next time we're hiring, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. We got Roz, so we know it works. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash off camera. That's linkedin.com slash off camera to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Albert, I know you're too busy to be frizzy. So grab Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I'm loving it because it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching my bone dry hair with intense hydration. And during the summer, that's something we could all use. You'll also be way obsessed with Way's bestsellers like I am. My new favorite is their scalp and body scrub. It's a blend of sugar and coconut oil that cleanses, exfoliates, and moisturizes all at once on your scalp and your skin. I'm also really into their Wave Spray for the summer. It's a weightless, salt-free mist that gives you that just out of the ocean and my hair dried perfectly look. You know, like that look that is so unattainable. (laughs) It doesn't make my hair crunchy at all. And it's super easy to use. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code off camera for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com promo code off camera. And I, I know I've told you this story, but it still is one of my favorite stories. I had tested for all my children, and I remember they they flew me in from L.A. And, yep. and I remember you and your husband both pulled me aside and said, you don't want to do this. you got to get out of here. <laughs> so, I mean, I sat there all day. There was like three of us, and you and Mark were so kind. I mean, you guys like took me on a tour. You didn't have to do any of that No, shit. we liked you because you were very, you were kind. And, you know, you are like how we were we we didn't know anything like we had no skill set we did not have particularly parents that were supportive of us going into show business they didn't even know yeah, what, yeah. my parents assumed it would be like porn or at a peep shop or something <laughs> and they were like please yeah, kelly yeah. no nudity and so i feel like when you meet your own people like you were just a good guy I, I think soap operas have always scared the hell out of me, uh, the amount of dialogue that yeah. you have to do. Uh, I know now uh, that I could never have done it. Oh, yeah, you could have. It's a, like a muscle memory. Well, it was the first time anyone had ever told me, um, and Mark said it, it was the golden... Handcuffs, golden handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. something like that. 
and I'd never heard that before. Anyway, I went in finally after, you know, just kind of sitting around all day and meeting you guys. And I went in and I just fucking choked it. I just, <laughs> I just was like, I, I don't know that I want to be here. And I, you know, the one thing is I wanted to move to New York, yeah. uh, which, uh, you know, I, I eventually did. I'm glad you <laughs> but, did. I'm sorry if we thwarted your effort beforehand. but No, it's still one of the coolest and kindest things anyone has ever done for me that didn't know me from Adam. Um, and I never forgot it. And by the way, it, it still took me another seven years, I think, before I got Grey's Anatomy and then everything kind of snowballed from there. It was Grey's Anatomy, um, right? That was the first big that was the kind thing of that the put you on one. the map. I did Grey's Anatomy and a show called Supernatural yes, at the same Supernatural. time. Supernatural, yeah. Uh, yeah, so mm -hmm. I was doing both of those. It was... It was year two of Grey's Anatomy, but it, it it's why Zack Snyder cast me in Watchmen. Now, how he could look at a character like Denny and say, oh, that should be this nihilistic, uh, crazy superhero, <laughs> I'll never know. But, uh, you know, P.S. I love you, uh, Watchmen, all this stuff just happened from that. I think since Grey's Anatomy, I've had to go in and audition one time in, wow. in my uh, whole life. It just That's incredible. Just that's incredible. Yeah. Listeners, if you know anything about show business, Jeffrey is in a rarefied world where uh, you don't have to audition. I mean, everybody has to audition. Major mm -hmm. movie stars have to audition. But you transcended that from that one job. And I think it's because yeah. you are so... You're super talented. I only know you as kind and loving. I'm always shocked <laughs> When I see you as these diabolical <laughs> monsters that you've been able to effort, but I watch it and I like chuckle and I'm like, look at JDM, he's so mean, yeah. he's so scary. Yeah, somehow it's just, it's kind of turned into a thing now of being uh, a villain, which by the way, I do love and I fun, like finding. Right? Yeah, it's trickier uh, in that. I think the goal for me is always to take the worst person in the world and and humanize that person somehow because usually villains are written very kind of one-dimensional and that changed with well i think yeah i think nicholson had done it a few times the shining in particular but what heath ledger did with the joker mm -hmm. um because on paper you know i know how that read i know how that script read and yet what he was able to do with that it was amazing and so i get a big kick out of taking a role that there shouldn't be anything that we like or want to even pay attention to and not make him likable, but make him someone that is relatable. Well, I mean, we found ourselves rooting for Negan in a very, I mean, I kept saying, <laughs> why, how am I rooting for Negan? Putting aside you, how am I yeah. rooting for this man? <laughs> so, Take me into uh, 2009 and Hillary comes into your life. Were you uh, working together or was it? were you set up on a blind no, date? We were set up on a blind date. I had just was coming out of a pretty long relationship and it was, you know, uh, very off and on, very dramatic. I had been living in New York, uh, had done like some back-to-back -back films. And so I'd kind of been here and I had just gone back to L.A. and... The guy who played my son on Supernatural, Jensen Ackles, called me one night. He's like, hey, uh, 
I got this girl that's staying at our house right now and we're going to go out tonight and have a drink. And I told her about you and I think you should um, come and say hi. And I was like, Oh God. He told me, he told me that she was an actor and I'm like, Oh, we just did that. I can't do it. I, there's no way. And I remember sitting at my house and just like, Oh fuck, I should go. I should go. What am I doing? I'm just sitting here by myself. Uh, and I went and I, soon as I walked in, I, he tells the story and it's hilarious, you know, slow motion and wind blowing through people's <laughs> hair. And, um, but I rode my motorcycle over and. Well, first and of all, that is I a got... baller move. I mean, anytime you're pulling up on a motorcycle, a girl is going to pay yeah, attention that, to that. That's what, uh, that's what they both said too. Um, although Hillary's not a big, uh, you know, biker girl i've gotten her to go on a bike maybe five times in our whole life together but right. i got off that motorcycle and i saw her and that was it it i mean it was it was just that love it first it sight. was love it first yeah. sight. uh and she was leaving the next morning to go back to north carolina because i find out later that she had a date uh, <laughs> that she was going back for she was going home to break up with the date <laughs> And, and that's what she did. But I was leaving in like two days to go to New Mexico to start filming a movie. And she was going to Paris. She wanted to write a book. And I just rented a, a flat in Paris for like three months. And, and by the way, she's I a said, great writer. She's a, she's a, she's a writer. fantastic writer. Yeah. And, uh, and has a new book coming out in October. I haven't read it yet, uh, but I didn't read the last one either until it came to us in galley form. And I, remember, and I was like, holy shit, she just told the world our whole life. Uh, oh, so you didn't no, read any of it before? Oh, wow. No, I didn't read any of it before and said, oh, I'm going to wait until you're done. And she never told me what it was going to be about. I thought she was writing like a, a fiction you know, she's a bit of a storyteller. She's a great storyteller. And so she had gone to bed and she had given me the galley earlier in the day. And I sat in front of my fire and I read it in one sitting. I think the sun was coming up uh, when I put the book down and I was just in tears. And I just remember thinking, oh, God, there's no mystery left to us at all anymore. <laughs> uh, you've told, the, you know, the most intimate details about some very hard stuff that we went through that being said i think you know her needing to tell the story that she told was very therapeutic for her i think she thought i was gonna like be upset and i and i it was the opposite i i couldn't have been more proud of her uh and so i will see what this next one is wait i have to go back because we left off hillary hmm. went to paris Oh, shit. Yeah. And sorry. I derailed no, you she... by talking about what yes. a brilliant writer she is. Okay. So she she's on her way to Paris. I am on my way to New Mexico. And I tell her that Albuquerque is so much more romantic. Than Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and she believed it. Yeah. Well, because the penis, the penis was in Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> The sausage, the, the sausage, sausage party. The sausage fest was happening in Albuquerque. So we'd only met that one night. Uh, and the next time I met her was at the airport in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 
Um, she never went to Paris. We were pregnant with Gus. Oh God. Within like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would not encourage anyone to have a relationship move that fast ever, but there was never a doubt yeah. ever, ever, ever. We just, we just knew. I mean, it was, uh, that was the beginning of it all. And, and uh, we haven't left each other's side since then. But uh, that, yeah, one hell of a blind I'm day. I'm so um, glad that you two met because I literally cannot picture either one of you without the other person. And, you know, Gus and George and your wild animal farm and the life that you've built. Yeah. And I'm just so happy for you. Oh, Mark and I are always like, how are they doing? Do you think they miss us? Because we've always <laughs> talked about going on a vacation someday together. I know we we talk about you guys the same way, and and just so you know, we we feel the same way about you guys and your relationship and and your family and what you've built together. That's the one thing about how our relationship moved at Mach Five Speed uh -huh. is we never really we never really got to woo each other. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, there's been a, there's been a kid around uh, since day one. Um, we thought we moved fast too because like we got married a year after we met and we didn't want anybody at work to know we were dating. Meanwhile, right. we were married. Okay. And didn't you get married like in we Vegas? We did. We got too? married in Vegas. Yeah. We did. We eloped. That's awesome. Uh, our entire wedding cost $179, including airfare. Did you have another wedding when you told everyone you were married? No. Did you do something? No. no. We're very superstitious. I was like, it took the first time. Let's not fuck it up by trying to do it twice. <laughs> yeah. We were very Man, nervous why? about like somehow the second <laughs> wedding would be tainted. Um, but anyway, so you've got this, God, you've got so many businesses going on. You have a, a spirit business. That's my wife. This is all, That's all you know, Hillary. Hillary. She's just, she's industrious. Yeah. I can't slow her yeah. down. It's just like, if I'll, I'll mention, uh, and, and I did uh, because a, a company had come to me when I started the walking dead. They're like, Hey, we would like to do like a vodka with mm -hmm. you. Um, and by that, it just means that I would endorse it and they would put like a baseball bat or something right, on right. the <laughs> vodka bottle. Who, who, right. who knew? But I, I knew that I wouldn't have a say in any of it. And I was like, no, but I remember I, I telling Hillary about it. I said, you know, sometime we ought to think about doing something like that. Um, it might be kind of fun. Right. We thought that we could have something potentially with, you know, the the Mischief Farm brand and all that. There was there was ideas that we kind of threw around, but you know, if you the thing is, if you throw around an idea with Hillary, it becomes uh, a reality. The next thing you know, I've got ten. Yeah, I've got ten meetings that I have to have with uh, distillers, and I'm like, whoa, what what just happened? So she took that, and then uh, during the pandemic, Hillary was sewing masks for hospitals. I remember. Uh, and I was delivering them. Um, so I would load up all these masks that she would make and I would deliver them to hospitals uh, around Dutchess County and sometimes outside of with George. People, George forget, was a baby. people forget there was a total mask shortage and yeah. hospital workers had no masks. Yeah. She figured out how to make yeah. them. Uh, four layers of, you know, whatever it was that was totally legit and anyway so uh, the distiller here in the hudson valley uh heard that she was doing these masks and he had turned his distillery into a thing making um hand sanitizer uh, hand sanitizer yeah. yeah 
and they talked because he needed to know how to you know send out the sanitizer who to send it to blah 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 and hillary of course knew all the answers and before long they're like hey would you ever you know consider you know doing a, a libation of some sort uh, there it is so thank you hillary and we <laughs> went and met with this local distiller and we came up with two liquors um one is a gin and it's got blackberries from our farm uh, albert just started salivating oh. by the way it's, That's his drink. it's really He's a gin drinker. It's really oh you this gin. I see. I am not a big oh. gin drinker, and I love this gin. Uh, and the other is a, a bonfire whiskey. Um, and that's because I've got a fire burning at this farm, at least one at any given moment. And are you the whiskey drinker? Yeah, I like a good sipping whiskey, uh-huh. and this is a good sipping whiskey, and it, it's got a kind of a smoky aftertaste to it. Um, and that's our our deal. MF Libations, which is Mischief Farm, but everybody thinks it's motherfucker because <laughs> I, I like, talk like a yeah, sailor. Me too. I yeah. like MF Libations. Yeah, there it is. See, oh my gosh, yeah, that's there, cool. You've got oh merch. This is actually just our farm. This is just uh, you know again Hillary. It was like oh we should you know we've got fans and everybody wants something to do with the farm and so we had hats and sweatshirts made years ago and i still wear them every day (laughs) guys we have to do we have to do a road trip we'll do a remote absolutely and then you can come to the farm you've been threatening to do that for a while (laughs) albert wants to come to shearing day oh yeah (laughs) shearing day is a friggin' hoot um Oh, my God, because all of our animals are rescues. Uh, and so they already have problems. Right. You know, they've already. <laughs> They're psychologically not right. And yes. now you're yeah. taking their fur off and they don't like it. To do it, you got to lay them down. And alpaca love to spit. Yeah. <laughs> but they make a sound that's like the worst sound you've ever heard. In your Can life. you imitate it? Can you imitate it? I, I can't because it's it's so high pitched and screamy, <laughs> but also almost a bellow. And at the same time, they're trying to spit at you. You know, uh, <laughs> there's so much there's so much stuff going on, and limbs are trying to kick you. It's a blast. We are going. I'm, I'm we in. are going. I'm in. You let us know oh, when it that cracks is. me up. And then, and then the minute you let them go, they prance yeah, around like, know. "Oh, I look good." <laughs> yeah. Oh, check me yeah. out. Um, but while it's going on, they are lethal weapons. They want to kill you. Um, it's really a, a funny deal. We're going to get to the viewer questions, but before we do, uh, the boys season four. Are you coming onto this show? I am. You are. And I am indeed. How will they make this show even, you know, it is so filthy and good and amazing and diabolical and everything. And you are a perfect addition to that. Thank you. Um, It's. It's one of my favorite shows, um, but the uh, the showrunner um, who you know took it from comic book form to TV is the same creator that did Supernatural. Oh. And so Eric and I, the, the guy who runs the show, the boys, uh, have been trying to figure out how to get me on the show for the last two or three yeah. years, and just with my Walking Dead schedule, it was it was yeah, impossible. And and so this year we were doing Dead City and. The boys had started and we had been talking. And what he did was he took uh, the episodes that I was still working on Dead City. And he he uh, we shot all my stuff when I was available. That's incredible. The directors came back into town and 
So they were going backwards for me, which was awesome. Well, if you are a JDM fan, you want to make sure that you watch all of the seasons of The Boys leading up to the fourth (laughs) season, which I'm assuming will be even filthier and more diabolical. It just gets better and better. Yeah, there's some stuff. There's some stuff, yeah. Are you ready for your fan questions? I don't know. We'll say that I am. If you're a woman, you probably have hormonal issues. It's impossible not to have them. There's over 1,000 hormone disruptors in our food, water, air, clothes, skin care, plus natural hormonal changes our bodies go through. Perimenopause, menopause. The good news is we don't have to suffer through any of it anymore. Hormone Harmony is a formula made only with herbal ingredients that are shown to reduce hormonal symptoms in women of all ages. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Aptogens help the body adapt to stressors like chaotic hormonal changes, perfect for women struggling with PMS, menopause, and more. Hormone Harmony is a phenomenon with over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. A bottle is sold every 24 seconds. And the biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code OFFCAMERA at checkout. Look, I know you know that I know that you know how busy we all get. Ollie can help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four years and up. And the new Ollie Brainy Chews support healthy brain function with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you ready for your fan questions? We've got a sound effect for you, too, because Albert's boyfriend, (laughs) Kyle, made you your own sound effect. Are you ready? What? Here we go. Questions for Jeffrey. <laughs> Bravo. Can I have that for my ringtone? Yes. Yes, we'll <laughs> yes, you may. Because it's always somebody that wants something, <laughs> and I think true. that would be Okay. It would be great. Here we go. From <laughs> Sylvia. Sylvia wants to know, which character have you enjoyed playing the most? That's hard. Negan, for sure, is right up there. Uh, Denny uh, on Grey's Anatomy, I loved playing. That was lightning in a bottle for a lot of different reasons, um, but that was incredibly special. From <laughs> Lindy, Lindy says, during the pandemic, your stunningly beautiful wife let her gray hair flag fly, which gave me the courage to do the same. Did that affect or change the way you saw her? And was there a conversation about it? Uh, no, there wasn't. Uh, I thought she just became better looking and sexier oh she'd always dyed her hair and we met she was like in her 20s and she just always had like she called it her skunk stripe mm-hmm. uh that she you know had to do over yeah. and over again and 
And I think uh, during the pandemic, she was like, eh, it's just you. She also, has, <laughs> you know she also has the right amount of, I like to call it like the salt and pepper effect. Like it's mostly yeah. dark with like shocks of gray. And what I discovered during the pandemic is that I am Mrs. Claus. So as my roots grew in, nice. I was like, Oh, there is nothing dark in there. There is nothing at all dark. It's just white on white. You're talking to a guy who's, you know, Santa. So I, <laughs> I get it. Uh, I get it. Yeah, she pulls it off. She's just a sex. She's a sexy lady. And it just makes her happy that she doesn't have to worry about yeah. it. You know what I mean? I think it's just has given her like a sense of freedom and, and happiness. Yeah, it's my ongoing quest to get off camera is so that I never have to dye my hair again and I never have to wear makeup again. That is my quest. And by the way, Hillary has the same goal, <laughs> not to be on it's, camera. This podcast is phase one, <laughs> phase one of never having to be seen again. You and Hillary are very, We're very similar. similar. I know we've had this. Disc- I when when I hear her talk, I'm, it's like I'm listening to myself. <laughs> um, okay, we've got another question from Scarface. Scarface. Oh, I know her. Yeah. <laughs> Will we see? <laughs> She doesn't really have a Yeah, I'm sure not. Uh, will we see any fan favorite characters from The Walking Dead, such as Princess on Dead City? Uh, I probably am not allowed to answer that, but I'm going to say there'll be one character that you'll recognize. Mm-hmm. That's it, Scarface. Uh-huh. So take that answer yeah. and appreciate it. From M, if you could choose an ending for Negan, what would it be? That he would just walk off into the sunset. Um, you know, I I don't know that he would have gotten married again and they had Negan get married at the end of The Walking Dead. Um, but we never saw the story of how we met this person and why why he would have married her, which always kind of bummed me out because I think he was so in love with his wife, Lucille, and it had made such a production out of the whole Lucille of it all. Mm-hmm having him show up with a wife without telling the story of why and how was always like a, a problem and issue I had, but you know, that's what happens when you're doing a show with 30 main characters. You, you, you're not able to service each character as, as well as you may want to. And I think with now with dead city, we'll, we'll get some answers. Okay. B Hansen says, spill the tea. You hinted that on some of the shows you've been involved in, the cast didn't get along. Which ones? Oh, all of them. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how like people people assume that every cast has to always be enjoying each other's company all the time? And I'm like, yeah. what office do these people work in where everybody gets along 100% of the time? Well, I think that partly we're at fault because, you know, when we go out and do press, we're like, yeah, we're one big happy family yeah. and all that schnazz. Yeah. I will say that The Walking Dead, because we shot in this little bubble of Georgia, a lot of us were super duper yeah. close. Not to say that there weren't a couple of little non-peaches in the group, because there were. That's um, always, but, with every job, yeah. anywhere, anytime. That's right. right. There's always going to be some bad apples. And, and you know, if we can't kill them off, then, uh, you know, we're stuck with them. And and, and we were stuck with a couple. Um uh, but mostly that cast was uh, was a family. And I think every show is like that. There's always a couple people that you really get along with. And then there's some people that you don't. And you're not going to get along with everyone. 
So I, I, I'm not going to be specific with the beans billing or the teas <laughs> billing uh, because I don't want to get in too much Be Hansen, you uh, get what you get and you don't get upset. That's right. All right. We have t- time for two more questions from Laura Giglio. If you had a choice to play any role, what would your dream role be? I don't know. That's hard. Those independent films that are super character driven, we're not seeing anymore. Mm-hmm. We're getting a lot of really good stuff on television, but those films that you could kind of lose yourself into a, a character driven piece and, and do a couple of year if you were really lucky and really good, they don't exist anymore. So you're doing one character now for a couple of years. If you're lucky enough to get a TV show or you're a superhero, because uh, those are the movies that. Do you making. think there'll be a pendulum swing back to the really interesting independent films? I hope so. I mean, I really do. Um, that's why I fell in love with with film. You know, my favorite genre is and will always probably be a western. I can name a film that I would like to have been in, something like Unforgiven. You just, they don't make those anymore. Westerns, for whatever reason, don't make money. And so they don't make them, Um, which is weird because I don't know one person who doesn't love a good Western. Both my kids are named after characters in Westerns, for God's sake. Okay. Is this the last question, Jan? Okay. This one is from, are you ready? Jeffrey the Dog Morgan. (laughs) Do you know Jeffrey the Dog Morgan? I, 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 yes. A lot of JDMs out there. You know all your fans. Yeah. If you had one do-over in life, what would it be? You know what? I don't. I don't do those. I, I think that the life that uh, I've led up to this moment needed to be exactly what it was for me to be where I am. So I, I don't. I don't live with regrets. Ah, you know what? Yeah, we love you, JDM, <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and Woo! an Aww. actual in-show business, a rarity, a really, really kind, good guy with all the talent in the world and a beautiful life that you deserve. We are so happy for you. Oh, I love you, Kelly. We you're, love you, too. You're one of the Mark, greatest. Mark and I both love you and Hillary so much. Thank you. Thank you. JDM, The Walking Dead, Dead City on AMC. Don't forget to watch. And uh, we appreciate you so much for doing our little podcast. Oh, anytime. Anything for you. And this is awesome. It's been great. Thank you. Love you you so much. Love you too. Bye. Love you too. Well, Albert and Jan, I don't know what else you want from me. (laughs) I can't wait to see what character he plays on The Boys because it's going to be demented. Demented. (laughs) Do you watch that show? My boys do. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Jan. Yeah. You have to watch it. You should really know what they're getting into, your boys. What about you, Albert? I haven't watched it, no. Oh, my gosh. Let's watch it this weekend. You would love it. It's diabolical. It is diabolical, and it is filthy. It's absolute filth. I I read there was like a headline that said, how do you make the boys even filthier? Add Jeffrey Dean Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) It's incredible. He's perfect for that show. You should do something on that show too, Mark. Tan man. Tan man? No, that's not enough. You need like a kink or a fetish. You need something wacky that you're into. Power washing. <laughs> yeah, but he would do it with his penis. Like that's what that's what these people do. Yes, like they've got is. diabolical superpowers. He power superpowers. washes things with his penis. You have no idea. I mean, it's so dirty. The show is so dirty, but it's really funny. Um Speaking of dirty and funny, 
Don't forget to tell your friends to listen and follow the latest episode of Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa wherever you get your podcasts. And if they don't know how to follow, there is a tutorial <laughs> of my dad teaching people on my Instagram. So check it out. You've never seen anything quite as scintillating as Joe Ripa talking tech on my Instagram page. Can't wait to talk off camera with you all next week. Bye, everybody. Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa is a co-production of Melojo Productions and PRX Productions with help from Goat Rodeo. Our theme song is Follow Me from APM Music. From Melojo, our team is Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, Albert Bianchini, Jan Chalet, Devin Schneider, Michael Halpern, Jacob Small, Roz Therian, Seth Gronquist, and Julia Desch. From PRX Productions, our team is... Kara Schillen, Genevieve Sponsler, Megan Nidolsky, Edwin Ochoa. Additional sound design by Terrence Bernardo. The executive producer of PRX Productions is Jocelyn Gonzalez. This show is powered by Stitcher. <laughs>